Good morning, good day, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Whatever time finds you listening, welcome. I'm Pastor Radio Valverde. We're looking at Concafe, and we're looking at a very familiar, much-loved passage. It's one of those passages, the more you read it, the more you get out of it. And if you don't get something new out of every time you read it, well, then read it again. I'm talking about John chapter 3, verses 1 through 17, and we're looking at the version that Jesus really liked, <laughs> the Revised Standard Version, which came right after King James Version. It's the one I used in college, one that I, I go to as often as I can, one in which I, I really see it as a study uh, narrative sort of, of edition of the Bible. They're all good. I love all of the editions that I use, and I pray you do too, and if not, it, it's giving a little variety in your life of how the the Word of God can come to you wherever it is that you find yourself. And I pray it finds you in a place ready to be blessed and in a place ready to grow and in a place ready to serve and to be the person God has called you to be. I'm calling it Nick at Night, Shining Bright. John chapter 3, verses 1 to 17. Hear now the Word of God. Verse 1. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly I say to you, unless one is born anew, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born anew. The wind blows where it wills, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know whence it comes or whither it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can this be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet do not you do not understand this? <laughs> Truly I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven, but he who has ascended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God sent the Son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. My dear friends, this is the word of God for the people of God, and we say thanks be to God. Whoa. A happy Monday to you all, Concafe family, and may wonderful and expected blessings be yours, dear friend. That's my prayer for you. May our prayers today be for our pastors. I know October is set aside for Pastor Appreciation Month, and during that month, churches, most churches do nice and wonderful things for their pastor and show their love and appreciation for those men and women called to serve among them. And I pray all of them would slowly get on that bandwagon, but I think that we should pray for those who, in our tradition as United Methodists, 
who are already aware of new assignments, that we would pray for them that as they get ready to assume a new church this summer, they would be ready and be powerful and be the, exactly the person God has called them to be among this new flock. We pray for those that are nervously awaiting news, and we pray for still others that wonder about their future as they face the challenges of reality. In other words, fund shortages, declining memberships, uh, relationship issues, whatever. May God bless each and every one of these pastors. That should be our prayer today, and I pray all days. Pray, as always, for one another. Make time to pray for yourselves. God knows your needs, but it's very important for us to share with God that which is troubling us. We tend, or at least I tend, to lump the Pharisees in one category, or used to. The name itself, Pharisees, for a long time held a certain disdain in my mouth for them. And even in modern usage, sometimes I would catch myself saying, well, that person seems to be like a Pharisee. You may have caught yourself doing that too. But they were, after all, one of the chief groups who led the charge against Jesus to try, trap, and trick him and catch him as one who was opposed to the Jewish faith. And a large credit can be theirs as well for the arrest, trial, conviction, and murder of our Lord and Savior. Yet in all fairness, not all Pharisees were in agreement with their decision to kill Jesus. Not all of them were in agreement of their opinion and view of Jesus. And one of those, I believe, was truly this man we met in this passage who was named Nicodemus, who I will call Nick a little bit later on. He was a respected leader of this sect. He was one who studied and followed Jesus and who questioned if Jesus was from God or not. In fact, reading this passage again, we can see that he did believe Jesus was from God. Let me read verse 2 again. Rabbi, we know you're a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Again, pardon my referring back to The Chosen, that TV series I've been talking a lot in this devotional on the life of Jesus. But it is an awesome show. Season 2 is now underway, and we've been expecting, I think it already dropped, episode 5 of season 2. But during that very first season, the very first couple of episodes, while visiting Capernaum, Nicodemus comes across a woman who is demon-possessed, and while so, causes the Roman soldiers, Roman authorities, to be worried about her behavior and disruptions that she is causing. And so the soldiers order Nicodemus to do something about it. Now Nick goes and tries an exorcism and fails. Interesting the prayers that he offers up on behalf of his faith for this woman. And even though he says all these prayers that he knows, he's repelled by the power of evil. Soon word gets to him that this woman is now a different person. Thinking that perhaps his effort did work, he looks for her and finds it was not him, but someone else who was able to deliver her from this evil. He learns the name of this man is Jesus, and he becomes very interested in finding him and trying to learn all he can about him, even calling for this night meeting where he was able to question Jesus about himself. Jesus speaks to Nick about what is real and what is necessary to truly understand him and his ministry. The first thing Jesus says, you cannot understand anything I do if you are not spiritually connected to God. This rebirth or being born again or born anew or born from above, it means to be born spiritually anew. Knowing that staying strictly carnal or physically connected limits your understanding. 
It is best, it is necessary to be born from above so that your mind will better understand the spiritual. That makes sense. Now, Jesus also speaks to Nick about what we know and how easy it is to witness what we see. But yet, if we are not connected spiritually with God, we cannot understand the testimony and works of God. Jesus asked, if I told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? We see his point. One who does not spend time in prayer or worship, Bible study, Christian fellowship, reading of Christian books, and other disciplines geared to make us truly spiritual people, we will not truly understand spiritual things. I compare it to my being able to fully understand and enjoy soccer. I know nothing about soccer and only enjoy watching a game when someone scores a goal and the Spanish announcer will yell, Goal! for 30 minutes. But please don't ask me about the cards the referees hold up or even how much time is left in the game. I don't understand that, especially when my team is winning. Nada. It just reflects how much time I've devoted to that sport, which is nada. Sadly, there are various areas of my life where I have the same level of knowledge. Ask my grandson about gaming. I know nothing about Minecraft or Halo or Call of Duty or other of his favorite video games. And if you hand me a controller or a console or whatever those things are called, I will not know the first thing about how to jump or move, run, fight, shoot, etc. The time I devote to God blesses me in the things of God. That's where I want to be. The things Jesus was sharing with Nick are precisely the things that intrigued him and ultimately, I believe, made Nicodemus a believer in Jesus. Nicodemus knew about Moses and the serpent and the purpose of that, and soon Nick learned about Jesus being lifted up in the same thing, in the same way. And so, friends, it is with us as well. When we give ourselves to God, devote ourselves to the things of God, we'll be connected to God, we'll understand godly things. And it's then that Jesus gives Nick the nugget that has blessed you and me and so many others for all these years, and that's verse 16 of chapter 3 of John. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Isn't that a wonderful, powerful, precious verse? And further, verse 17, when Jesus said, for God sent the Son into the world, not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Not a bad meeting for old Nick. He sought answers and he received them in the form of wonderful blessings that I know he did not expect. Nicodemus' perception of Jesus may have been of Jesus being a renegade rabbi who was doing and saying disruptive things, whom the Pharisees probably were right in believing that he might just be leading people away from God. But instead, the more time Nicodemus spent with Jesus, that he found that Jesus was doing the exact opposite. He was speaking life, eternal life, to all, to all who might listen and believe. And Jesus was speaking love and the fullness of life, which to this day, the Pharisees, in my opinion, sadly, have not embraced nor understood. One can seek to hold on to tradition and customs and miss the entire point of God's plan. If you don't believe me, next time your church has a council meeting, why don't you show up? And why don't you raise your hand and propose, just for fun, that you tear down your present worship space to make a new one in another part of town to reach new people. I'll bring the popcorn. Seriously, the night was a night of transformation for Nicodemus. Nick wanted a meeting. Jesus gave him an encounter. 
Jesus is good at that. Ask Saul. Well, you know him better now as Paul. Now hear this. If you seek Jesus on your terms, get ready to meet him on his. Jesus has some amazing ideas on how to best live your life. And the only way to discover those is to be born again. Let's pray. Loving God, help me in my spirit to be born new every morning. Life comes at me hard and sometimes I find myself giving in to human perspectives like worry, doubt, despair, anger, regret, and a number of other worthless things. Help my mind to be new with your eyes and views. This prayer becomes that of those who seek and want the same for themselves. I want to know you from my spirit. I want to be born again to know your love better and deeper and to truly serve you in ways that only you can share. In Christ Jesus, I pray. Amen. Well, dear friends, thank you for joining in. I pray this has blessed you and makes you the person that God wants you to be. I pray you have a great and blessed day in the Lord. Why don't you today, here's your assignment, show others what it really looks like when you're born from above. Receive my blessings of love and joy. I'm Pastor Adi Valverde. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen.